and welcome everyone to Required Viewing and a special happy birthday, happy 40th birthday to Kendall Roy. This is episode 7 of season 3 of Succession entitled Too Much Birthday. Shams, what did you think of Kendall's big birthday bash? Uh, easily one of the worst tele- uh, birthday uh, events on television, I think, of all time. <laughs> it was so painfully awkward. Oh, this episode was... Um, I mean, it, I think it was great. Like, it's one of those things that is... It's so hard to watch that you know it's great TV. Yeah, it was painful it was like the second so it was it was like the episode two where it was mostly about three siblings uh logan was kind of not in it um yeah was this i think this was the first time they were all on screen in like in the same or no they i guess they were technically there was a brief uh thing at the um the shareholders meeting when kendall yeah. showed up and the rest of them were there but i mean this really was the, the time they all interacted right um and so it's always good to have the siblings be together. Uh, this was really painful to watch. Um, I think my take is that it's, I don't know. So like, I think it was good, but I'm also like, we're, we're at episode seven and there's two more episodes left. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of getting worried that like they're gonna put a lot of narrative exposition in those last two episodes or they're just gonna have a very sudden stop at this season like it yeah. se- it doesn't seem like we're like near the end of the season arc so like while this was good and it was like emotionally like draining I still kind of feel like I'm like, the season still feels like it just started. And yet it's like two episodes left. Yeah. Uh, well, it is a slightly shorter season by one episode, but uh, all right, let's, let's get into this one. So who do we want to talk about first? Uh, I mean, I guess, how could it not be Tom, right? Well, so yeah, let's talk about that. I think, so I don't know if the show is pulling a, like, okay, like this thing, because they've done this where they just kind of wrap up like this existing plot line that dominated and just be like, oh, actually it's over now, right? So is Tom, like, is he really out of, do you think Tom's actually out of danger? I don't know, but um, that was one of the best scenes I've seen between him and Greg. (laughs) Uh, when he flips, when he flips the desk, everything about that scene was uh, pitch perfect succession, all the way, all the way to Greg struggling to get the desk back up as people pass by in the hallway, um, and also the the subtle um, the subtle nod from Logan as he you know I think he touches uh, Tom's arm and just says I'll remember. I think Tom Stock is way up way up this episode or at least in the earlier half of oh yeah no, tom stock this is like yeah tom stock is massively up uh i just i don't know like i just wonder like how like right now if i were to predict everything is set up for like a massive logan betrayal slash 
deus ex machina where everything comes crashing and like tom goes to jail logan goes like it's like it seems like right now team logan is just cruising that i kind of feel like it's all like i feel i almost feel bad for tom because i'm just like there's no way this is gonna happen like now he's definitely going to jail i actually thought he wasn't going to jail before this episode and now i'm kind of like i think he's going to jail oh really um because it's too good to be true Maybe. On the other hand, I don't know. Uh, There's a lot of places they could go with it. I I definitely think you're right that Logan Logan has to be massively betrayed or, as you've you know predicted before, dead by the end of the the season. Um, Which I think, by the way, there was clearly more foreshadowing of um, in a conversation we'll probably get to later. But um, Tom is interesting i i actually i don't necessarily think the too good to be true thing is a sign that he actually will be going to jail uh because in the latter half of the episode i think they what they're doing with this is slightly more interesting which is he's supposed to be happy and can't uh, can't be happy he also can't take a compliment well as we learned in the compliment tunnel uh, which by the way i was I was a little disappointed actually with the compliment tunnel. I mean, it was a good scene, but when, when he said, let's go through the compliment tunnel. And I saw there was a thing called a compliment tunnel that Tom and Greg were walking into. I literally picked up my pen ready to write down my pick for line of the episode. And it just didn't really come. Yeah. I, mean, I actually don't think there was that many good lines. This, this uh, episode. No, it, it was not a zing. It was not a zinger fest at all. But um, no. I think. I think. Let me see. I think I did get one, but we'll get to that at the end of this recording. Um, but yeah, I think what ta- what they're doing with Tom is, you know, it, well, I'm not really sure what they're doing, but I, I don't know if it's a we're going to pull the rug out from under him. I think it's more of the emotional rug is he has been pulled out from under him because he realized that cool, he's not going to prison. But, you know, his marriage is still like kind of a sham. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe it's, it seems like, at least according to Roman, Shiv was hoping you would go to prison. So I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. What do you think of that? Like his career is probably at its most highest potential if he doesn't go to prison, but his personal life is pretty much going to be worse now. Like he's just going to have to deal with the fact that Shiv doesn't give a shit about him. And he doesn't have any, like, Greg is his closest friend. Mm-hmm. And maybe his only friend. Pretty, I mean, a pretty good, you know, that's a pretty good bromance. Like, I think that's probably the best relationship on the show, honestly. It's the only healthy relationship on the show, which is crazy. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so, yeah, no, so his, oh, well, okay, speaking of which, if anyone had a better stock than Tom, it's our boy cousin Greg. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about Greg because uh, I wrote what? Yeah. His stock, I think, was down from the last episode. I forget. I'll have to check my notes. But uh, it was because he, he got he got he got laughed out of the room. And yeah, and then uh, hoisted uh, hoisted up by fascists for suing yeah. Greenpeace, right? So right. Um, yeah. So <laughs> Greg interesting well you know he so he asks this girl out the the assistant I, I don't know her name but um they make it a big deal about how like she's out of his league and then essentially uh sh- i mean okay actually can we talk about this girl I, I wish i knew her name but this this like poor assistant had like 
must be having the worst time. Like all the shit that Kendall's having her do. And then she gets yelled at by Willa. She literally gets put in her place by Willa for trying to take Connor's jacket off. Yeah. And then she basically gets worn down to the point where as soon as Craig says, I was going to ask you out, but Kendall said no, that immediately just like you could see it in her eyes like that made it a yes. Yeah, no, it's interesting how uh, Greg uses that. Greg unwittingly, unknowingly uses that to actually get what he was looking in the first place. So score one for Greg. But on the other hand, this woman's only going out with him basically because she thinks it's something Kendall doesn't want her to be able to do. So I don't know. Yeah, no. um, It's. uh, I still wrote Greg up two up arrows, so his stock. No, definitely. He got it. He got the date with the woman he's been awkwardly fumbling around for the whole season. Yeah, he got that. Yeah, he got the date, and that's all that matters. I'm happy for Greg, man. Just so at least someone's getting it. That's all I gotta say because it doesn't seem like anyone's getting on the show right now because. Shiv and Tom ain't happening. Kendall don't know what the hell he's going. He's too drugged out. Uh, Logan's not getting. Well, Lo- no, Logan is getting. Something. Oh yeah, Logan. We, Logan by the way, is. we missed that last episode. We yeah, we talk didn't talk about, about the assistant. The, if yeah. anyone's stock is super up, it's this assistant character who came out of nowhere and is somehow not like the most influential person in the room. Yeah, I liked, but I like the the scene um, in this episode where she she basically says she she said like says something about the guy like telling the guy to fuck off and then shiv is like ahem but fuck off is not like good tactics and logan who is well known for when asked what we should do to say tell him to fuck off he basically (laughs) puts shiv in her place and says uh no Telling someone to fuck off is excellent tactics. That's literally play number one in the Logan Roy playbook. Talk about another shitty episode for Shiv is all I got to say. Yeah, well, actually, let's talk about... Okay, I want to talk about there's Shiv so and to, Roman. There's just so much to talk about this episode because, like, either... Like, two... Like, people either just have the shittiest times or, like, Tom and Greg have, like, the best. It's, like, either super high or super low for everyone. Yeah. So, so I want to talk about... Shiv and Roman, uh, kind of uh, both of them, uh, you know, as a unit as well. But so they basically go to this party, you know, to meet this this um, this tech dude. Um, what's his name? Lucas Skarsgård. Yeah, Alexander Skarsgård. That's all I call him. But uh, yeah, I forget the character's name because they um, uh, they keep introducing like these weird side characters that all start with M. It's like Matt. Like Menkel and or Menken and Matson, yeah. yeah, I think it's Men- Menken and Matson or Lucas. And so anyway, he's like the guy. He's the guy that um, Kendall references this company in a previous episode where he talks about like good tech, like good app with shitty content meets Waystar Royko, which is basically like supposedly good content with like shitty tech, and like you know put those together, and you have obviously you know well depending on. Yeah, you have good, you know, good content, good tech. Um, but this guy, he snubs uh, Logan at the beginning of the episode, and then you know, Shiv and Roman, they they try and get into this treehouse or whatever it is to talk to this guy. Um, 
So Roman ends up trying to, you know, basically like not muscle his way past the bodyguard into the treehouse. But anyway, he's trying to like scam his way into the treehouse while Shiv spends the time on the dance floor. And what did you think about Roman's scene with uh, Skarsgård? Yeah, so it was interesting because Skarsgård is basically saying that like I, he knows he wants it's a good deal, but he just doesn't want to engage with Logan at all. So he has that very telling direct line where he just says like, "So when's your dad gonna die?" Yeah, um, that's which, the, that. So that's the foreshadowing I'm I'm talking about, right? Like I think yeah. they're starting to. I mean, they had he had his like health scare in the uh the adrian brody episode um he's had the whole the whole episode five and now you know people well, just directly like season i mean first season it was had, had true it. yeah yeah that's i mean i forgot that's I, actually he wasn't I even was, in the first three episodes i was disappointed so i guess he's not going to come back i was disappointed adrian brody didn't come back to this episode given that he he got a clear invite from kendall <laughs> oh, that's true yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah so i was i was hoping we'd see him. well didn't he also ask for the guest list though he like when yeah. he when kendall invited him he's like well who's going <laughs> Yeah. Just um, like the classic asshole move. So I think uh so I think you're right. I think it's also very telling that Roman uh was very taken aback from the question because I think it shows that Roman actually is not prepared to actually have his dad die. Like that's actually not like he doesn't actually I don't think and I think that's gonna be like the big Roman thing is like Roman doesn't actually know what to do when his dad's gonna be dead. Hmm. Right. And when he's, if you saw his reaction in Kieran Culkin, he just kind of, he kind of like pauses, which is like, and has no, nothing to say, which is uncharacteristic for Roman, who always has some quip to say. So that, so I think it was a very interesting moment. And I think the deal itself, I think it's classic Roman where he, he's able to basically be like, you can have all the great stuff. It's like all the deals he's tried to make. It, it's the same thing he'd had with that Asian guy, uh, whoever, what was his name? The guy who owned that Gawker type site that Kendall. I don't know. Owned. We tried to remember the name of this in a previous episode. Yeah. yeah. We do. yeah. So anyways, Roman is very good at relationships. Roman is very good at getting people to make uh, agree to deals. And it's mainly because he's able to sell the company without have without the person having to engage with their dad, which is what the person doesn't want to do. So it's the same situation. They want to sell. He, the deal makes the most sense. And he's just like, you can just deal with me and not deal with my dad. And like, that's all he needs to do. So it's a classic Roman, uh, Roman negotiation tactic. But again, it relies solely on his dad existing. And once his dad's dead, he has no value. And Shiv alludes to that, that, you know, he's just an errand boy. And I think that, I think all, I think in some ways, all three kids are in, end this episode, in my opinion, in like pretty shitty positions. And four, four if you include Connor. Even because Connor's stock goes down to this episode. Well, Connor, say what you want about Connor. He kept his jacket on. The whole episode, okay, everyone fine. was trying to get him to take it off. And he 
held firm to his libertarian <laughs> beliefs and freedoms to keep his damn jacket on. Yeah, but he's not pulling. He he can't he can't even pull at one percent. I mean, yeah. Well, that's four. Uh, what was it? He's like that's four million people. That's true. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, so, yeah, I was so I was actually surprised in the previous episode, the the Republican um, you know, hotel thing, that he actually does have like fans. Like it was weird to meet like grown, like middle-aged balding men who referred to themselves unironically as con heads. But I thought that was established. I didn't re- I didn't re- not realize that. Like I don't think I had ever like seen a con head in real life, you know? It's like I know there's you know these people called Trump supporters, like, but I don't have to see them in real life. No, they exist. There's a lot of them, but, um, but yeah, no. So I think Roman, Roman, Roman is on that. He thinks he's winning, but Shiv kind of exposes him at the end. And then like the ugliness at the end of the episode, which I get, we can get back to that. Um, going back to, to Shiv, Shiv, I mean, at this point, it's just torture. Like, they just continue to do this thing with Shiv where it's just like, she just looks like an idiot and doesn't know what she's doing and keeps getting shitted on. And it's been like this basically all season. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I, I'm i like, there's two episodes left. Like, what? like your theory that she's just going to have this, like, massive turn event like Kendall did, that's the only logical endpoint. Even though I find it to be weak because they already did it with Kendall. So I do find it strange, though, that like Shiv was the one who, you know, published the letter and she asked Roman to sign it. And Roman, if you recall, like that was like beneath him, like putting his name on that, you know, a letter that just like slanders. I don't know if it's actually meets the definition of slander, but basically like, you know, the assassination piece that they put out on Kendall, he refuses to put his name on that. Uh, And yet this episode, it's kind of the opposite where Roman is the one defending the idea of having goons spy on Kendall's children. And Shiv seems like she was not even aware of that. Because Roman's on the high. Roman right now, episode two or whatever episode, whenever that episode was, was a very different position for both people, right? I mean, remember earlier on, I was telling that like Roman's barely in these episodes it feels like he's getting neglected and they did that was by design and they they did it well where it seemed like okay shivs in the driver's seat roman's kind of not even in the conversation but now it's what it appears is that roman seems like the clear clear successor right like it's not going to be any of the other two and everything he's doing is touching gold. So Roman, I think right now, just thinks he's he's it. Like I think he 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 says that to Kendall because he's just like I've won. Like I'm gonna win. It's gonna go all my way. So I don't need any of you anymore. And yet, I, I don't know. Similar to your point about the too good to be true thing with Tom, I feel like that's a good sign that things are not going to continue coming up, Roman. In fact, when you think about it, what did Roman actually accomplish this episode other than putting his own cell phone in a urinal, letting Alexander Skarsgård urinate on it, and then getting a pseudo handshake uh, that basically said, you can tell your dad that I'm like in talks with you? <laughs> uh, I mean, that's a pretty big 
deal though, right? To get that. Uh, I don't know. That his dad couldn't get. Well, I mean, he kind of forced it. He forced his way into it. So we'll see. We'll see where that goes. But I think the, I think the sheer like flying high of Roman this episode is a good sign that he's going to pull an Icarus here. We have two more episodes to see it happen. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like, the, I feel like everyone's just going to get fucked at the end of this season. The well, but also, okay. The, this is, this is too much birthday. It's the name of the episode. And we have not yet talked about the birthday boy himself. Kendall, the big four. Oh, um, yeah, another um, another sad breakdown for Kendall this season. Another, like, <laughs> it's like the twentieth. <laughs> like, uh, it's so I just find it sad at this point, and I'm also kind of like, I kind of wish they would stop or just kill him or something. Like, it's just good. I I can't take this. It's just the same shit at this point. Like, I don't, after this episode, I'm like, bro, like, I can't, like, either just kill him off or let him win. But this torturing is just, I can't do it anymore. Like, it was rough. I just, when he, when he, when he decided he didn't want to do the Billy Joel thing, I was like, man, like. I am like glad a- we got the cut of him singing it in practice at the, the cold open the episode, though. It wouldn't have been the same if we didn't know what could have been. Right, and and the writers, I think, rightfully knew that they already had a Kendall singing moment last season, and they didn't want to just like replicate the same thing and get the That's same true. type yeah. of thing. So, Kendall but, rapping. Yeah, so I just felt bad. He just didn't get his birthday was a sham. Rob, he he never got his kids' birth. He's never got the present from his kids. The watch he didn't give a shit about. Rava's with some other dude and doesn't give a crap about him. He turns down two billion dollars, uh, which is does he? We'll we'll see if he does. Yeah. So, it also I'm I'm very intrigued because I think that's the first time in the show where they put like a somewhat of a dollar value to like what the kids may be worth. Yeah. Um. So, that's his his share. Yeah. Um. I don't know if they've said uh, what the actual you know full company valuation no, is never said it. people on youtube have tried to figure it out but we don't I know what his two, his stake is percentage yeah, wise. two billion is definitely a new information but yeah no i feel bad for kendall and at the end it's very so it's very tell it's very sad that he's not antagonistic towards roman not and it's so sad because he's still like is an older brother and loves and cares for roman and he just will never, I don't think he'll ever hit him, even though like Roman deserved to be hit. And I think that's like the sad thing is that like Kendall still cares for his brothers and siblings and but still wants to destroy his dad and the company and is an addict and no one gives a shit about him and he can't find his kid's presence. So, yeah, like, we're probably one of the lowest Kendall episodes. Yeah. Which is saying well, a lot. Since since season one's finale, I think. I don't know if it gets yes. lower than that. Fair, that's lower, but this is, it's a lot. All right, so if we can, uh, it might be a jarring transition, but what, what did you pick for line of the episode? 
Yeah, so, well, I have, okay, the one that I'm going to choose just because I think I have to is uh, when uh, when Alexander Skarsgård's character says, I like to open up the uh, the star, um, the Waystar Go streaming app just to see how long it takes the landing page to load. That is just, that is so on point for a character like that. And as someone who works in tech, I love it. Like that is, yeah, that was perfect. Um, I have another runner up, but I want to see if you're going to, if you, it's what you pick. So no, mine was actually was in the early, and I, I had forgotten it, but I remember that mine was in the early episode where they're talking about the assistant and Logan and Oh, <laughs> and Shiv is like, it's like having, it's like pathetic. He's having a midlife crisis at eighty, and he said, "Roman's like, no, like if he's begging his assistant, that's actually like means that he's perfectly normal and healthy, or something like that." <laughs> like, yeah, I just love that vastly opposite interpretation. Uh, the other one I was gonna pick was when when Kendall says, um, "This is starting to feel like an asshole's party." Remember from meeting one, that was one of my themes. It should not feel like an asshole's birthday party. <laughs> Which is funny because how did they get from that being like the 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 main point from the first meeting to what the actual party was? <laughs> yeah, I don't even. Yeah, because it's part. like I think if you actually had the meeting in the writers' room of like everything this episode was going to be, the theme was clearly make this a rich asshole's birthday party. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, kind of keep changing his mind. So it's like he wanted one thing, but adds like 20 things. Oh, I do love the, uh, the assistant people's uh, after he leaves and they, they uh, cut the close up to the, um, the social media woman, her just saying like, Oh, thank God. Like he, he isn't going to do the, the whole shebang thing. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I, yeah, their care, those characters are, they gotta be getting paid a lot of money, man, to be putting up with this shit. Oh, I'm sure of. they are. I mean, how many, how many He-Man lunch boxes did, uh, did she say was in her apartment? If that's a New York city apartment, there's enough room for, you know, probably a thousand He-Man lunch boxes. That's a pretty big New York apartment. So she definitely is getting paid something. Yeah, for sure. And she's let's do the math on the volume of how many lunch, how many guests were at that party time. Anyway. Yeah, no, I, it's, it was a very down episode, which again, it gets to my point. I made, it's just like, I just, I'm very, they have to do something in these last two episodes, man. Cause there's, I, I, I just still feel like we're not heading towards an end point. So um, if you look at, I'm just looking at the last season, um, last season, there were 10 episodes. Uh, so episode eight of last season um, was the uh, Dundee episode, um, which was also a pretty, you know, low, low key episode. I think that's the one where, um, or actually, is that the one with the, uh, yeah, that is the one where the uh, um, Kendall raps. Um, but I'm trying to think if, uh, was that the episode where he's um, he goes and like visits the f- the house of the uh, the family of the boy he, that he hit with his car? Yes, I think so. Yeah, I think it was yes. um, also kind of like a low point. And then look, looking at um, actually, I don't remember the arc of season one at all. But 
Oh, that's funny. The third episode before the finale was uh, was Tom's uh, bachelor party with the secret the secret underground party that they go to with Stewie. Great episode. So that's that's hilarious because all three seasons, the third episode from the last is some kind of party. Anyway, my point is I'm trying to figure out if they're on track for uh, you know a normal episode of Succession, which historically has always had some of the best uh, season finales. Well, the finales are always amazing. I mean, the, yeah. the two finales are amazing. And, and, and I would argue if they weren't amazing, we wouldn't even have this podcast. Probably true, because uh, it is a lot of work to actually record every week, as we've well, now realized. And I think that the finales tie as someone who watched the last two seasons again i look back and i realize i'm like yeah the reason why i look back on those episodes and the seasons so fondly is because of the finales because after the finale airs a lot of the things that you watched in this season has a lot more value and weight and actually watching it during the season you may not really think this is means much but the finale and the finale uh, enhances the season, which is a rare thing actually in TV these days. Particularly, most TV does not have great finales and does not end well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes Succession very different. So, like, I should technically be believing in it because they're two out of two. So track record indicates that they will pull off the finale that they need to pull off where I will look back and say like all those gripes I had about the season all gone because the finale completely justified everything. Yeah. Well, uh, the next episode, uh, title is, um, I am assuming it's pronounced Chianti Shire and the finale episode nine is called all the bells say. So we will see, um, we will see in two weeks if Shams likes the season. I'm pretty up on the season. I feel like every episode has been uh, um, different, but also very, very entertaining. Um, different, lots of they're doing a lot of different things this season. So there's been there's been a variety that I think is. I don't know if that's different than the last seasons. I, I think it's been pretty solid succession, but I do agree it all hinges on the the finale quite a bit. I think that. That's what I remember about seasons one and two the most. Right. I just think it matters how it ends. So we'll see. Yeah, you're right. I could be completely, it could, it, this finale could be so good. It ends up being the best season. That's, that's kind of the, the power of the finale and also the expectations that they could pull off an all timer at any, at any given time. moment. Succession yeah. can always pull off an all timer, which is kind of why, this and if they is. kill if they kill Logan, who knows? Yeah, I mean I, I think the killing I'll end on this. The killing Logan stock took a very good bump this week. Yeah, oh yeah. Definitely shorting Logan's life. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's episode seven, too much birthday. Not a very happy birthday to Kendall Roy, but tune in next week. We need to think of an ending, Shams. Adios, amigos. (laughs) That that is not what I had in mind, but that will do. 